The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Avari. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. The Avari name and all forms and abbreviations are the property of its owner, and its use does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Avari Presents On The Go, a podcast covering topics to help you successfully run your life insurance business. I'm Deanne Brinton, AVP of Advisor Experience and Sales Innovations here at Avari. And being a lifetime student, I love learning something new every day. That's my hope for you today, to glean some insight, find a new idea, or just renewed focus on a part of your business. So hi again, everyone. I wish you a very warm welcome to Avari Presents On The Go. I am your host, Manuela Carlin, and I'm always up for a new challenge and learn something new from those so many talented guests we have on our, on this show. I am so honored to be here today with our amazing guest speaker, Kim. Kim, I have heard numerous times now from our industry experts that the industry, the insurance industry is underserved and that there's plenty to go around for every advisor. But really, I don't think it's that simple or easy, right? Um, I Because I recently read an article that said that there are so many factors that may come into play for an advisor to succeed or fail. But the most common factor is um, the lack of proper business planning and growth. Um, it's quite scary when you think about it. But Kim, um, I've had the privilege to work with you for several years now. We worked in different departments. And when you started your business, I was able to follow your journey as well. And you have done extremely well in business. So when I was told I was going to work with you again, I was very (laughs) excited. Um, Kim, I always love to go on a call with you. Uh, I love to hear your stories, your energy. And every time we chat, you always have something exciting and crazy life-changing going on in your in your life and business career. Um, and I really always thought of you as a force of nature, um, an absolute world of knowledge, and again, a truly powerhouse. So today, um, we're going to share some of that knowledge with us, right? And um, before we go into the business side, um, welcome to the show, Kim. Oh, thank you. Um, Just one sec. Uh, Honey, we need to put in those French double doors so I can fit through the office now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you. My my little head is swelling. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here to chat about pillars and intentions and kind of my path and my journey. So thank you. So go ahead with your questions. I'm ready. Wonderful. So Kim, for people that are listening today, um, many would think that you're a huge A-type. Um, but I have to know, is it really true? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Lie. Yeah, it's not true at all. And um, it's kind of how I became the expert and it's a path to becoming an expertise in your field. And um, I'm a huge, huge analytic. I am a very, very true analytic. 
So what I did, that helped me with all my research that I needed to do to show up as the expert I am today. And it's years and years of work. I had to work in the synergies within myself before working the synergies outside. And it was that part of, okay, I'm an analytical. I love data. I'm such a geek. I do tons of research. And that complements me so much with the coach I am today because advisors don't have time to do the research I do. So having this research and being able to see where the gaps are, who I can help, and then bringing in my relationship style and my dynamic driver style that are, that are secondary to me, kind of my, my secondary pieces of help me bring forward and kind of show up in a way of confidence with confidence. So yeah, that's, that's how you become the expert, right? You just kind of embrace all your synergies uh, within and then you kind of look outward. So yeah, no, it's a lie. <laughs> you're a very good liar thank you <laughs> no it is really like the winning formula yeah um kim so you mentioned synergies outward uh what is that can you give us some examples um, synergies outward so we we kind of reverse engineer in business and sometimes that's good kind of building backwards and sometimes it's bad And so the part of it, just to kind of look of where and how we can improve. So we go and we get the contracts, right? As advisors, we try to find our distributors, what we're going to do. We're going to go find an office. We've got to go build a website. We have to do all these things. And we don't pause and figure out that who are we actually building this for? Are we building this for ourselves or are we building this for our synergies outwards? So who we want to attract, who we want to partner with, right? Who our ideal client is and having that understanding that our synergies outward and the root is business planning. And that's why I chose this area to, to coach it. I've been in the industry for over 20 years. I could touch so many different parts, but seeing the large gap is that advisors don't truly understand what their unique value proposition is and then how to take that and apply it to the pillars and intentions that we're talking about today. And those five, you know, pieces within our business that we have to keep looking at bite by bite, bit by bit, and piece by piece. And if you want, I can dive into a little bit of what the five pillars are. Would you like me to? Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Kim. So the five pillars in business is, how are you going to attract and continually serve your ideal client? the service and products that you truly need to have in place or understand that also serve your ideal client, right? Your brand and profile and and your brand and your profile grows every year with you. So that's truly important. Your financial growth, what does it look like? How are you going to ensure you're profitable? Being okay with knowing that you need six months worth of capital when you first start out. And then when you've been in the business for a while, where do you need to invest next to find your who's and who's on your team, right? And that process and efficiency is the last piece too. Technology is so huge right now, absolutely huge right now. But what do you really need? Like, don't get all caught up in the hype and the do this and do that and IA is awesome and this is awesome and that's awesome. Do you really need it? So when we look at those five pillars within business, I coach a process of, For the year, focus on no more than three things per pillar. I call them non-negotiables. So it's 100% non-negotiable. You need to focus or apply these things. And it could be less than three. 
but I really deeply feel and I know it can't be more than three because you're never going to achieve what you need to achieve to keep moving forward to the expert you want to be. So that's that's my little story for you. Nice. And Kim, in an hour of our presents, um, you mentioned something that marked me. You said that, um, you know what, we're so busy. Everybody, I know, we're just, you know, diving right in and, you know, we need a strategy and a plan. And you said um, the strategic intent of the business is the cornerstone to success. It is 100%. Strategic intent is 100% the cornerstone for success. So when you document, when you put them down and you think, and I I have another saying of when you sit there and think and you play the movie through, right? Yeah. So the end of one goal is the beginning of the next. It truly is. So having that intent of what you're truly going to focus on to help you get to that next piece, it lives there. Absolutely. Yeah. It lives there. 100%. I'm glad that stuck with you. It really did. And um, Kim, you mentioned a couple of times, you know, becoming an expert and things like that. So what did it kind of take for you to become an expert? Oh, years, years, years. And I guess, you know, we're giggling about it, but it's so true, right? We yeah. think right away this this word niche and and or niche to where, wherever you're listening from. Um, we think we've got to do it right away, dive down, going all the way in. You need to give it time. You need to give it process. You need to get the nose. You need to have the failures and and really look and understand. So I, I've heard a lot of conversation. I do a lot of study. This goes back to, you know, my analytical side of me, right? <laughs> I study a lot about what it takes to develop a niche within business. And there's two types of situational with when you're niching, right? It's how you are going to distribute yourself. There's a niche, a successful niche within that. And then there is that part of who are you serving within that certain distribution style of niche. So for the sake of this podcast, I'm just going to address the distribution, successful distribution styles within a niche. So the successful distribution styles within a niche, the first one is transactional or tractional, right? So when you start looking at that part, that is a very generalist approach. So in in, um, kind of the presentation that we did on Avari Presents, I compared this all to restaurants, like to a chef in a restaurant. So a very successful, think of a very successful chain restaurant. Yeah. And the chef within there, they do a great job. They truly do, but it's known, right? It's very general. There's no big existing relationship and all that kind of stuff. But you can have a very successful practice within that tractional or transactional model. And then the next one's a relationship model. So when we look at the relationship distribution model, it's going to take some more time. It's going to take some more time to establish the relationship. It's, you know, advisory boards, it's community uh, vested. It's kind of like your mom and pop restaurant. So the chef from the, from the um, franchise, right, went and said, how can I do this better? And went and opened up the little cornerstone mom and pop kind of place. Yeah. And this is where articles start getting written about you. People ask the question of where's a good place to eat? And they will say, go to Manuela's, you know, happy, hungry house, whatever you want to call it. Right. <laughs> right? So you just, you become a, a bit of a, a, of a, of a name, right? Because it's yeah. all based on your relationship and how you make people feel. 
So then again, after you've been around in that relationship model for a while, you're going, who, how can I do this better? Because everyone keeps coming for my brisket, right? right? So now here's your next part of going into the expertise model. So now articles are featured about you. Best destination to go for brisket in Ontario, right? So you, you become a destination, you become an experience, and you become known for one particular thing. Yes, you have the other stuff on the menu, right? Yeah. But that's what not you're known for, right? You can address these other things, all the condiments and the compliments and the sides that go along with it. But it's your brisket that brings everyone in. So that's the best way I can explain the three niche distribution models. And then within those, you find your thing. So that's why I say it takes years. Does that make yeah. sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, awesome. awesome. Um, I, I do have another, an example as well, you know, um, basically what I'm doing is event planning. So, um, and I absolutely love our um, philosophy because, you know, we are smaller, you know, we can't really compete with, you know, the bigger guys and things like that. And um, <clears throat> somebody said to me one day, they're like, yes, we don't have this amount of money. We can't go to this place. But what sets us apart and what we can do is we can go to the places that the bigger guys can go, um, you know, where we can take a smaller group. We have, but then that sets us completely um, apart and we came experts in doing that. Yeah. So, and, you know, when, when we get feedback from advisors and things like that, that's what we always hear. We are like, oh, but we've never been here. And, you know, you guys are doing this so well. So I, I yeah, I love your um, analogy with the restaurants because, you know. It's, it's the best. <laughs> I, I, I learned so much from my time with Avari. I, le- I had so many incredible yeah. opportunities, right? And mm. my favorite part, and still to this day, I still have advisors come to me and, you know, it's the, hey, Kimmy, remember when we went to the DAC <laughs> conference and you took us to this great little restaurant? We had this, you know, great intimate, you know, setting and it was so cool. We had so much fun. And remember that recipe? Like, I love that that smaller kind of world where you have that ability to create an experience, truly create yeah. an experience. And sometimes when you can create an experience, you kind of are this smaller entity where you can pivot or you can truly understand and be okay with, okay, this is my ideal client. This is who I serve very, very, very well and enjoy the experiences I enjoy. So then that our business model is set up from a place of reciprocity. Yeah. And we miss that a lot, right? That's, Absolutely. that's what, that's our end goal. Yeah. It's reciprocity. It's our end goal. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And Kim, we have been do, you've been doing so much research and, and, you know, you've been the true expert in this industry. So um, tell me, is there anything you change in the industry? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Where to start, right? <laughs> um, there's a couple of places and, and you know, it, it almost also does kind of when you get asked this question, depending what's happening around you that day. Right. Yeah. And um, what I'm noticing a lot right now. So not one of the number of things that would change, but what I'm noticing a lot is conversation about what it truly takes, the business essentials to be a modern advisor today. And I am so happy to see that a lot of people are embracing it, that they're not, and, I, and, and this is with all due respect, right? We're not acting like employees as much anymore. We're acting like true business owners. 
And that has me like so excited. It truly does. And I commend the ones that are, you know, stepping into that and doing such things or feeling some tension around it and leaning into it and, and, and finding some really good resources. Let it be a coach. Let it be a mentor. Let it be a wholesaler that you really appreciate going and being more mindful of going to personal development days that talk about working on your business, right? We have the great wholesalers. We have all these great people to help us with our products. So it goes back to that tagline, I guess, if you said, you know, what could I change? Probably why I have that tagline of go beyond the product that you sell. So the part that we really need to look at is all beyond the product right now. So being successful going forward you need to focus there. You truly need to focus there. I coach in Canada, US, in the in Europe, and um, a little bit in Asia. And they're always a little bit ahead of us. They truly are technology, things like that. And it's great. So having that opportunity of working with those groups, success is going there beyond the product. It really is. And you know, Kim, when um, COVID hit, um, you know, we, we, I could see how resilient and how resourceful uh, people were on switching, you know, from in-person to online. And we see this trend again now where advisors are switching to -to face-to-face again, and we just constantly have to adapt. But I see so many great things from advisors and, you know, um, yeah, there's truly some some great um, advisors um, out there. Oh, there's a, there's an advisor I'll call out and I, I follow. So he's a hunter, right. he's a fisherman, right? And you watch how he's transformed, how he niches. You know exactly that he's a hunter, that he loves fishing and he serves that market. And it's so cool to see. He doesn't talk about rates of return. He doesn't talk about permanent versus term. He doesn't do all those pieces. He right. actually just shows up in that that part and you know, also we're in such a sensory overloaded world. I say this a lot. We're in such a sensory overloaded world. We have ads coming to us a mile a minute, all this kind of stuff. So I want to ask the advisors this question. How are you going to show up as the calm in such a sensory overloaded world? That needs to be your focus and that needs to ground you. Absolutely. And Kim, um, I think you um, are getting your podcast out soon as well, right? I am. (laughs) Remind me again, what's the name? So the name is Wisdom in the Whispers. I'm so excited and I'm so fortunate that I have these really quiet, intimate one-on-one conversations with some incredible experts and powerful and wonderful people So I wanted to be able to have this format where I I got to be the stage and share these conversations with everybody else. How do you live within synergies of your business life and your personal life? So it's kind of neat. I'm excited for it. I really am. Oh, we are are excited too. So, Um, but Kim, um, you ask your guest one specific question at the end. So today (laughs) I have the honor to ask you that same question. So tell us, was it all or why was it worth it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Um, I know, right? <laughs> I'm stealing your thunder. I'm in the hot seat. Now I know that I'm going to better prepare everybody when I ask that same question. So, um, it's something that I guess, you know, the other day I, I uh <laughs> I'm going through this branding exercise right now and I'm a big believer of hiring experts and all that type of stuff. And the bigger you grow, 
the more experts that you need and the more even niche down experts that you need. So my shoulder was tapped on by a very large marketing and media PR agency. And I, I said, yes, it took me months to say yes. And so during this process, I put a little video out on my Instagram and on my LinkedIn. And the video was about, um, like, why do you follow me? What is it? Like, what is it? Right? Because, you know, this process that I'm going through with Two Market Media is this process of, you know, what's your aha? What's Kim's brand, the special moment that you have? And I'm going through all my videos because that was my homework. I'm going through all my videos and my recordings with my clients. And I'm like, it's not a saying or a thing or a process per se. It's just that I listen. And that I have this great intention. So I started getting all these, I posted on a Friday. I turned my phone off for the weekend because I didn't want to look. So I was scared to death to see what would happen or would anybody <laughs> even say anything, right? Yeah. And I opened up my phone on Sunday afternoon and or Sunday morning, excuse me. And I have like tons of messages, like in my direct messages and on the post, like live commenting. And I'm sitting there full, full, bawling my eyes out, excuse this term, but it's like this snot bubble crying, right? And you're like so overwhelmed that everything's, you know, your eyeball, anyways. And and I responded back with the comment around, it was all worth it because, and it's a saying of noblesse oblige. And it is the saying that I write on the top of every page of my notebook. And it's about fulfilling the social responsibility to show up to I'm not saying it it means the the obligations of nobility so I'm not calling myself nobility but I'm extremely (laughs) (laughs) maybe I should do a 23 and me and find out but um anyways it's this it's this responsibility that I feel because I am really blessed in being able to simplify the complex. I am extremely blessed with having these connections and these understandings and the research and this, this analytical brain of mine. And I can use my A-type personality side and my relationship side to bring this all out. So it is all worth it because I'm helping other people do the exact same thing and have the bravery of being able to show up as your own magnificent self and just be unique and, you know, stand, stand, stand proudly in who you are. So thank you. Oh, Kim, this is amazing. You're giving me shivers. And (laughs) (laughs) now you need a double, double door. (laughs) (laughs) I need a double, double door. I'm just going to be like, what happened to your head? I have no idea. You thought I had big hair before? Now I know. <laughs> uh, no, that is because you are, uh, you know, this world of knowledge, Kim, honestly, I can't say it enough. So um, thank you again so much, Kim, for being here today. Um, Kim did have another podcast with us called Unique Value Proposition, uh, which uh, you can download um, as well and have a listen to. Thank you so much, Kim, again, um, for being here with us today and sharing some of your uh, wisdom. And everyone, enjoy whatever you are doing today and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to Avari Presents On The Go. I hope you found this episode useful for your business. Stay tuned for our next episode dropping shortly. Until then, if you like what you've heard, tell your friends and colleagues, and don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform.